Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. First, Brian Warfield, the writer of the song Celtic Symphony, says a recent string of sports-related controversies related to people singing the song feels like an attempt to erase Irish history. And he was reacting to this apology from Leinster Rugby over the weekend after the song was played on the PA system at the RDS on Sunday night. I think it's ridiculous, to be honest now, because, like, you know, it's gone to the extreme now that I think they want to erase, um, you know, the IRA from our history books, from our schools, from everywhere. You know, it is the foundation of our state. You know, people like Michael Collins and, the, you know, the, the IRA, and that's the people, we, you know, that we're, we're supporting. We never said at any stage, uh, you know, that it was going to be about uh, the provisional IRA. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say anything like that. Ross Brian Warfield, not the first time, of course, we've had this conversation here on Lunchtime Live. Sure, we were only talking about this back in October with the women's soccer team and there's been similar previous conversations as well around GAA celebrations. But I want to know, do you think is Brian Warfield right in what he said there? Is the outrage that we're hearing an attempt to rewrite history? 53106 is the text number. Daniel is with us on the line. Daniel, do you agree with Brian Warfield? No, I don't. And I think that Brian obviously is conflating an IRA from 100 odd years ago with an IRA more recently, which is when he says he saw the graffiti in Glasgow and that it was being written about at the time. Um, I think Brian does a, a little bit of a dance in how he likes to talk about this because, I mean, he makes a reference to this could be about the sun god Ra in Egypt or it could be about something else. So he's trying to be a little bit, uh, I suppose, picky in how he actually tries to defend the song. It's his song. Um, he wrote it. Um, uh, but then he maintains that he doesn't know what it's about. So it's it, it's a bit of a curious one. No, well, I mean, he, 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 he says, it's, he says it's, it's, it's not about, he says it's not about the IRA. It's about the, it's the centenary, isn't it, of um, Glasgow Celtic? No, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't. The, 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 the chant itself, he says it is about the IRA. He claims that it's about the IRA of Michael Collins. So he that, that, that was what he said earlier today to yourselves. Um, but he's trying to say now that it's not about the modern day IRA of the provisional IRA and the stuff that we had during the Troubles, which is what most people today would actually understand it was about, given that it was a modern song. This isn't Kevin Barry. You know, this isn't stuff from 100 years ago. He wrote a modern song about the modern IRA. He doesn't want it to be about that because when you get into a discussion about that, most Irish people didn't support that. But he would prefer to pretend that it's about something else. And the truth is it's not. I mean, it's ironic for Leinster rugby, given that rugby is organised on a 32-county basis in Ireland, that this song will be played uh, at a rugby match. Um, I'm actually a Munster supporter myself, so I wouldn't be surprised maybe it was somebody played it uh, you know, to sort of raise tensions a little bit, you know, it was sort of somebody being a little bit um, tricky about it. But, I mean, it's not a song that would be embraced by the vast majority of people, particularly okay. in a rugby setting. Um, and I think Brian, obviously, it's his song. He wants to defend it. But at the same time, he seems to jump around in how he wants okay. to defend it. Yeah, well, they did, they, they did apologise, or Leinster Rugby did fairly immediately afterwards. But do yeah. you think the apology was was appropriate then? Yeah, I do. I think there are songs you play in certain settings. There are songs you you don't play. There are songs that people would say, oh, but we sang that for years 
Um, why do we not do that anymore? But we keep reevaluating things. There are songs from the 1950s that are great rock and roll songs that when you listen to the lyrics, you go, God, they're a bit, uh, they're a bit dodgy from a sexist point of view or maybe racism or maybe something else. You constantly reevaluate things. But again, this is a song from more recent decades. This isn't a song from 100 years ago. Okay. It is clearly in the context of the IRA campaign in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Okay. L- let me bring in a couple of other callers as well, Daniel. Stay with us because I just want to get a variety of views um, from people to hear people's thoughts on this today. Kevin, do you think that, you know, in general, are we attempting to rewrite history? Absolutely, Andrea. And may I say Happy New Year to you. Same it's to yourself, a shame you didn't come down to Sligo for the New Year. <laughs> um, Yes, I think really, um, when you look at Irish history, um, freedom was won through armed struggle. And every political party has its roots, including the Labour Party, who were part of the citizen army. Um, So to distinguish between one section of the political group and another in a democracy is, is, is unfair, really. Now, getting back to the song, it's great publicity for Leinster. Unfortunately, I'm a con art man. Um, but the young, the younger people, um, they see this song as, I know I'm going to sound strange here, but they see it as a bit of fun and mischief. Mm. It's something that they can kind of get away with without being arrested, I should imagine. <laughs> and it is, it's, in my mind, I think this is all a steam and teacup, storm in a teacup. Um, in 10 years, we're going to be laughing about the, the, the faux anxiety that seems to be that seems to have arisen around this particular phrase. Okay, okay. Um, some, some people may hold Republican views. We do live in a republic. And all views in a democracy should be discussed, I, I think, really. Do you think it's a storm in a teacup, Alan? Um, I think there is a danger of people falling over themselves to be offended, yes. I also think it's sort of disingenuous for the wolf tones uh, to comp- to claim that it's been taken out of context. I mean, the song itself is about a sailor wandering around Glasgow and he sees, you know, Uwald the Rag Graffiti, which is all fine. But this, the lines, the Uwald the Rag lines, are repeated six times on two occasions in the song. So basically, it's designed as a crowd sing along. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in the case of the Leinster Rugby, um, it was played on a sort of, you know, uh, two Irish teams, uh, so possibly not the end of the world. Uh, I Maybe Leinster Rugby sort of just said internally, look, maybe lads, we'll not play that again, but that would be an end of it. I don't think they necessarily needed to come out and have an apology. But if you look at it this way, if, you know, if the people brushing it off, had gone up to watch a rugby match in the Kingspan in, in Belfast or whatever it is, and they started playing loyalist marching songs on the PA. You know, w- would they be similarly supportive of that? That's a fair point though, Kevin, is it? It is, yes. It is. That's that's a very fair point. Yes. And, and getting to, just sticking to the rugby theme, has anybody studied the lyrics of Flower of Scotland? Because that's a lot more vehement against the English state than, than any other national anthem by the French. So, yes, I, I, I think people, like, like your previous caller there, um, I think people have a right to, to be offended. But in some instances, I think they really take 
what I would class as faux offence far too far. And it's it's an easy talking point. It's got it's got people talking about Leinster rugby as well. So I, I, I don't I don't think I have to be honest. I I, I really don't think that's <laughs> Leinster rugby are, are looking for that at all. I mean, they came out straight away nearly and said they were issuing the apology. They said they've taken shouldn't have happened, and they're taking measures to ensure that it uh, it it doesn't it doesn't happen again. But like the point that the Brian Warfield made earlier today around you know that we're we're looking to erase the IRA from our history. Has he a point about that, Kevin? I, I, I believe he does have a point um, about that. It was actually written about a piece of graffiti on a wall. And as graffiti stands, it's quite funny for some young fella to write ooh-ah, and then up the rah, obviously. But it's a little tongue-in-cheek in its inception as a piece of graffiti. I've seen much stronger graffiti. You, you used to go to school in Sligo. You, you see much stronger graffiti here and there written on walls. Um, so, yes, I, I, I agree with uh, Mr. Moorfield. I really do. Um, Alan, what, what about that in a raise in history? Um, no, I don't think anybody wants to raise history, but there's a question of appropriateness. Um, but that's the point, isn't it? Because a, lo- a lot of people are very offended by it. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, um, I'd rather not hear it, but, you know, uh, I don't think... Um, crowd sing-alongs, you know, celebrating one side of a conflict in a football stadium are necessarily the way to go about preserving history. Um, you know, if, you would have, if that had been an international match uh, against Wales or England or Ireland, um, sorry, against Wales or England or Scotland, uh, you know, people hearing that aren't going to be Googling the lyrics and then saying, oh, no, it's fine, you know, it's it's uh, it's all been taken in context. Um, 53106 is the text number if you want to get in touch with us about this today. Daniel, there are a couple of messages coming in from people, you know, who, who make the point, right, whether you agree with it or not, but they make the point, it's a good song. Oh no, it isn't. No, to be fair now, if you leave the chorus out, it's a fairly bad song. Um, lots of people I know who'd be, you know, of a more nationalistic or Republican perspective than myself would have said that, that like, you know, they don't see the issue with the people being offended about the chorus, but they think the song itself is awful. I mean, in in a way, we're doing Brian a great service because we're all talking about a song that it's really, I mean, the the verses are just, you couldn't sing along to them. (laughs) They're terrible. So as a song, it's, it's awful. I can get where the chorus, you know, would get people going and it's got a bit of a rhythm to it. But God help us, the rest of the song is dreadful. Right. Brian is on the line as well in Wicklow. Brian, do, do you think Brian Warfield is right about this, that we're trying to erase the IRA from our history? Well, you see, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I was making the point in my text there that um, sometimes we say, you know, the IRA of, of old and the IRA, compared to today's IRA are the most recent ones are different. I mean, I, I I wonder why that argument is done. Is, is it be saying that Collins' squads were were doing the right thing by going out and were they committing atrocities by killing people in their beds, or and then provoking the black and tans to kill people in Croke Park? So would they would they not have been condemned? And then the IRA of the seventies were they not just a response to Bloody Sunday? And some could argue, well, that was a justified response because Catholics and Nationalists were being killed by the B specials and then the British Army are brought in. So these arguments, you know, I mean, these these songs are just probably just a historical thing and a kind of a 
we, I mean, we've all, I'm sure, been in pubs over the years and sang rebel songs. And we say, oh, that's great, and sing the rebel songs. So, you know, I, Brian is, he's probably defending his song, but, I mean, is it doing, you know, is it doing any harm? Is it doing any good? You know, people will just jump on the bandwagon. That's you see, has it, just be, yeah, has, has it just become totally popularised? Well, you see, it's just a, probably a phase. It'll probably just die away now. The, the lady soccer team probably made the mistake of singing this because it's one of those catchy songs that people sing. Now, I'm not just defining the lyrics of the song. Mm. I'm just saying groups and football teams, and they will sing rebel songs. And then, unfortunately, for the, for the ladies' soccer team, the focus was on them. And they were caught. First of all, they were a word. I mean, the Lancer thing, that was probably somebody just being mischievous by playing the song. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, that's, Does it that's offend you? Does the not song... Really. Of... No, no. I mean, I've been around long enough not to be offended. Do you know what I mean? If I, I've, you know, it's one of those songs. I, I'm sure I've sung it myself at times, you know, but you just get carried away. But, I mean... Unfortunately, we have to just move on. We, we've, you know, we've all suffered. Uh, or sorry, the, the, the people have suffered up the north over the years, and, and part mm-hmm. of the 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 Good Friday Agreement is that we, we move on. It doesn't offend me. I mean, you're going to see people singing, you know, loyalist songs. Um, it doesn't really offend me, no. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be be offending other people. But it certainly doesn't offend me, you know. Okay. Andrew is with us as well. I think we've got um, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Should they have apologised? I think they're right to apologise. I have stepped away from this music entirely. Uh, When I was younger and a bit more naive, I would have sung along to this. But now I realise, having grown up through all those troubles, I want no part of glorification of what weren't heroes but actually murderers in our society. I have uh, recently just removed it from my phone after hearing an interview from one of the worst tones on the radio because I just don't want to be part of the grease and the wheels uh, that glorifies that kind of violence. Okay. Uh, Daniel, you, you're still with us as well there on the line. Like The texts coming in here on 53106 today, they're they're fairly mixed from people. A lot of people think that like this this particular texter here makes the point, a lot of people don't know what they're singing about. Others make the point, it's a good catchy song uh, that you often hear people joining into in a pub or post-match celebrations. And then obviously there's other people that are terribly offended that even now in 2023, we're only talking about it October of last year, people are still singing about it. I... I think that the difference, and this is where the, the controversy around the women's soccer team arose, was that it surprised a lot of people that particularly a younger generation seemed to sing this and have no concept of what they were singing about, which I think is an interesting thing to discuss. If you're in your 20s and you're singing something and you have no clue because it's from 20 or 30 years ago, the topic in, in your mind, then I think that's a good education thing to do, to actually have a discussion about the conflict and the troubles and what was behind it and all of that sort of thing. I think the other bit is, I mean, the song doesn't offend me because I don't bother listening to it. It wouldn't be something I'd pick to listen to and I won't sing along to it. I'm not going to go out of my way to be offended by putting it on and then get annoyed about it. But I think the difference between what happened in October was that we were shown that there was a younger generation for whom, in a way, what Brian has talked about, people were erasing what the IRA did in the 70s, 80s and 90s Uh, from their memory and just singing the song. And I think that's something we shouldn't do. We shouldn't be erasing what happened. 
whether it was 100 years ago or 20 or 30 years ago, we should have a proper discussion about it. And, you know, there is a nuance behind this, but I find it really strange the way that some people will say the IRA of the 70s is the same as the IRA of the 20s. But magically, the real IRA and whoever else is around now, apparently they're different. Okay. And I oh, think right. the key difference is we had an election in 1918. There was broad support for the War of Independence. At no point from the 60s onwards was there ever an electoral mandate for the IRA's modern campaign. There so, simply wasn't. We, 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 and that's the key difference okay. for most people. There's lots of you getting in touch with us about this today, about whether or not the apology was was warranted, was it was it required, and also Brian Warfield's comments this morning about whether the apology over the song is an attempt to erase the IRA from our history. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about um, the apology from Leinster Rugby over the weekend. This is after uh, the song Celtic Symphony was played at the um, in the RDS Sunday night at the at the uh, at the Leinster Connacht rugby match. And Brian Warfield was chatting to News Talk Breakfast earlier this morning, and he made the point that you know he felt that the apology um, was wanting to erase the IRA from our history. And I've been asking you, I mean, do you agree with him? What's your thoughts on this today? 1800 453 106. Uh, that's the number. There's fairly mixed views coming in. This listener, though, says they were at the Leinster Connacht match, didn't even hear the song being played. Leinster apologised immediately. I don't think it should be a big deal. Another texter says the bonfire night up north um, is an accepted celebration of colonisation of Ireland. They burn Irish flags and images of Irish people, but we never hear too much outcry or even apologies for that uh, type of disgusting behaviour, says this texter. Keep the views coming into us. John is with us on the line. John, do you, um, well, do you agree with Brian Warfield? Um, well, actually, actually um, as, a, as a, a Northern Irish Catholic who, who is, a, is a rugby fan, I, I, I think it's completely inappropriate to, uh, to, to really mix politics and and sports, I think sports should be bringing communities together. And you know, when when you start thinking about the IRA and uh, whether it's graffiti on a wall or or f- from some something that they've done, I, I think uh, that's a very divisive thing. And and I, I think any Northern Northern Irish um, Protestant or Unionist who who would go to a rugby game in in uh, at Leinster and, and hear that would, would be offended in, in, in much the same way if I went to Ulster uh, to, to Lansdowne or to um, Kingspan Stadium and, and heard, you know, the Sash or, or, or Loyalist songs being played, mm. I, I, I would find that, you know, really not um, not appropriate at all. I would, I, would, I would be very offended, actually. Yeah. So, so, so you think the apology um, over the weekend from Leinster Rugby then it was warranted, was required? I, I think it was appropriate, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, like you know, I made the point earlier today. It's not the first time we've had this discussion. Like we've had it numerous times because there was obviously in October with the 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 women's um, the soccer team and the celebrations. I mean, there's been various different GAA post match celebrations. We've had this exact same discussion. We've had it from political circles. So I just wonder, like, why is it that we're having it so frequently now? Why are why are more and more people singing this now? I, I think it was mentioned earlier in the show in, in that uh, for a lot of people, especially you know younger, um, uh, y- younger, younger people, 
they didn't live through the troubles. They didn't, you know, they didn't see their neighbours being murdered, you know, or or uh, have family members who were who were affected. And and I've seen both. Uh, uh, and you know, those kinds of things, are, you have to be very, very, I suppose, conscious of what you say and and how you say it because it can be one. You can offend someone, but mm-hmm. it can also be misinterpreted. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of people who don't understand what actually people went through, and and how you know um, how divisive some of these songs can actually mm-hmm. be. So I would I would agree with you completely, John. I I I think a lot of the time, and and it's not just um, the, this Wolf Tone song, Celtic Symphony. There's others as well. I mean, and and you often see videos that emerge on Twitter or something, and people, young people, typically, you know, maybe after a match or singing a certain song, and and like. The context—it's utterly out of context. You know that they—they they don't actually know what the song is about, but it's just—and and, that—that is the point though that's been made by a lot of the texters today. And you know, a lot of people say it's—it's it's just a—it's ca- just a catchy song. People just sing it without, I think, w- without any knowledge of what they're singing about. Yeah, I—I I, I would agree with that. Um, and you know, but how do you deal with it? You know, you can't really give everyone a. <laughs> You know, educate them as to the sensitivities of, or, or, well, you can, I suppose, but it's it's not really going to be something that you can teach people. Yeah, you know, okay. And look, it is different. I mean, if it's if it's people singing in a in a changing room, or, or you know, people singing in a pub versus it being played out over the um, over the the PA system or something like that. And I know I know Leinster Rugby did did apologise uh, afterwards as well. Phelim is with us too, John. Stay on the line. Um, Phelim, you're a songwriter, is that right? Uh, I have co-written a couple of songs, uh, all right, yeah, in, yeah. in the recent past. Um, I, I, I would share my passion for uh, Irish uh, rebel songs with um, Brian Warfield, who I, who I heard this morning. Um, so yeah, I have I've written uh, co-written songs about the the, the atrocity in Lockan Island, the Heights Bar in 1994. Okay. Um, about the the collusion with the British forces. I've written a co-written a song about uh, James McLean and his his uh, his understandable stance not to wear a poppy on his football shirt and the abuse he gets not only every November but from January to December. So I, I co-wrote a song called No Poppy, No Anthem in, in support of James McLean. Um, what I would begin in, in, in reply to, to one of the points he made, uh, the, the Leinster team sang the Celtic Symphony on an aeroplane a couple of years ago after a victory in Glasgow and there was there was nothing... Uh, about that, nor should there be. It, you know, why, why should why should people be apologising for singing a song? A song again. John mentioned things that are misinterpreted. The Celtic Symphony is such a misinterpreted song. It is not a pro IRA song. It's a song written by Brian Warfield, and he's explained this so many times. Mm, I heard him. I heard Brian, him again this morning. I spoke to him on the show here only a couple yeah, of months ago, and he I, I, told I heard me all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but. He, he he has to come on every time and say, "I oh, he wrote this that song." For the centenary of Glasgow Celtic, walking through Glasgow, seeing the stuff up the cells, graffiti on the wall, and he wrote about that. It's not a pro IRA song, and people. And I'll, I'll give you another example. But the if, chorus if, if is. But we know what the you know and, and, and yeah, the, the chorus and, I, I there are, and the connotation I, I, and the association. Yeah, but I think, this is, I think this is important, and I think it, it's, it gets lost among such of the hysteria and people weighing in with comments who don't even listen to a song, they just pick up on the controversy without listening to a song. I'll give you an example, right? About six, six seven years ago, the, the, the band by playing, we, we had, we'd done an outdoor gig near to Lansdowne Road before an Ireland football match. We, we played a lot of Rebel songs, they went down a treat, we had a brilliant gig, and we were due to play there for the next international, 
and the the venue wrote to us asking for a, a, for the band to supply a, a playlist because some of the the, the neighbours heard the outdoor gig, took exception to some of the rebel songs. So we sent back a playlist, and the venue came back to us with a question mark. Uh, this song is a problem. The song was called Blood on Timber. It was written by my friend Kira Moorfield. That song is out hurling, and people were, and they were coming back saying you can't sing the song Blood on Timber. They assumed. It was because it's all blood, it was about violence, and it's about the game of hurling. The song was played in Croke Park at the Leinster final a number of years ago. So this is what I'm saying about misinterpretation and people not listening or wanting to listen to songs because they just assume, oh, it's a Republican song, bad. It, let's all, let, you have okay, to apologise well, 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 whatever, whatever about the point about the, the, the blood and timber, and I, I'm not, not familiar with it myself, Phelan, but, yes. but, but, but the song we're talking about features the lyrics, yes. ooh-ah, up it the does. ra. Yes. And, the, and people yes. are insulted by that and they find well, it, it's a celebration. The, they're misinterpreting and the reason Brian wrote the song. They're completely missing the point of that song. Completely. And, you, and people will, will, make, will interpret songs the, the way they want to. But that, Brian Warfield did not write that song to glorify the IRA. He wrote it to celebrate Celtic centenary 100 years in, in 1988. He wrote it to start writing in 1986. He wrote it for Glasgow Celtic and it, the song has been completely misinterpreted by people and, and, and not listened to by people. And, and that's the problem I have. Do you think, Martin, we're, we're just rewriting history here now? I trying do to. Indeed. I do indeed. Um, <clears throat> as our last caller said there, this song was written back uh, in about 86, 87. Um, it was about graffiti that was seen on a wall. Um, I don't even think that a lot of people, the younger people today who would sing the song, would have any real idea about the background and all that. So I think it's just been blown out of all proportion. And the other thing is as well, I think that, you know, this was this only blew up because somebody in England saw the Irish lady team singing a song in the chains room afterwards. And that's where it all stemmed from. And I wonder if it was the other way around and there was an English team singing a song, would there be the same fuss? So there's a lot of text coming in. John, you're still with us. Um, there's a lot of text coming in from people making that very point. We do, there isn't the same outrage, you know, if we if we hear uh, loyalist songs or you know when that that happens as well. Somebody talked about bonfire night. Like, do you agree with that? Um, I, th- I think there, there's there's a there's an appropriate place place for songs. Uh, certainly, you know, as I say, as a rugby player, um, teams would sing all sorts of songs, but you know very boisterous or, or body or uh, songs, but you know, that's maybe within the, within the team itself, that's fine. But when you, when you, when you take that out and you're actually playing it to an audience, to, to, to the spectators of, of um, the, the, the very words are offensive. I'm sorry. Up the ra. So I don't think there's very many um, um Irish people who have a unionist um, heritage or unionist background, are, that is going to, in, you know, inflame them. It's, 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 I, I, I would be, you know, in, in okay. that situation. Well, Phelan, you, you're, you're a songwriter and like you hear, like John finds it offensive. Okay, well, well, I, I would have, I would have found it offensive, um, you know, back in the day when, when the Irish rugby team used to play Open Ulster and they were on a VMO and played. <laughs> you know, you can't have it both ways. It, this, this, this kind of stuff is nonsense. 
It's it's just it's just as as I think Martin said there, it's been blown out of all proportion. We we we've been made to feel ashamed to sing songs about our history over the years, and and there seems to be so. And and only a couple of years ago, the government were ha- wanted to wanted to uh, hold a celebration to commemorate and celebrate the royal the royal Irish Constabulary. Are are you serious? I mean, you know this this sort of historical revisionism and, and trying to. Now, in fairness, and I applaud News Talk completely for having this debate because it's not so long ago RTE had this, this section 31 where, where you, you couldn't express a Republican mm-hmm. or nationalist opinion at all. RTE still won't play okay. um, so, the Wolf Tones songs of any, okay, of any description. Okay. Like so, Brian Warfield hasn't only written songs about the Troubles, he's written some of the most fantastic ballads in history, yet they're never played, they're never sung. Okay. So I applaud I, I do, in, in, in approaching this subject. I, I do, I do, it's, it's complete nonsense, okay. all this, all this I, stuff, apologising over... All oh, right, I'm, I'm, uh, I do have a text in here, though, from Eugene, he makes the point, he says, it's a song about the past, our history was real, it was very real, why should we not sing and embrace the song? We, have the, the, we all have the 12th marches every year, according to Eugene. Anna's wondering, I'd like to know who the person responsible for playing the song is and why they decided to play it. They need to own their decision, says Anna. Keep your views coming into us, 53106. I mean, do you think we're erasing the IRA from our history? Was the apology warranted? I want to hear your thoughts on this today. I'm going to have to leave it there, though. John, Phelan and Martin, thanks for your time in the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.